The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Oh, Luna, how do you get so high? to Why We Are Here with empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington. Why We Are Here is a portal of heartfelt communication designed to inspire you with expansive words of wisdom, personal insight, and open candor from luminary guests around the world. Now, here's your host, Sharon Rose Washington. Hello. And welcome to Why We Are Here. I'm your host, Sharon Rose Washington, and my absolutely radiant guest today is known as Magenta Pixie. Thousands of viewers are in tune to watching her YouTube videos and visiting her website, magentapixie.com. Magenta Pixie is a high-frequency, multidimensional communicator, or in simpler words, she's an expansive thinker capable of communicating from the conscious mind as well as the subconscious mind. She is here to share with us today the knowledge that we all have the capacity to live an enriched life of expansive mindfulness, and that it's our birthright. She is a human conduit through which a higher state of vibration and form, communicated, known as the Nine, expresses and transmutes information from the Sixth Dimension. Magenta Pixie refers to the Nine as the white-winged collective consciousness of nine and has been in communication with this united benevolent light source since 1993. It's time for all who are like-minded in self-expansive ways to better our own lives while also being of service to others. Now, I've been blessed to have made a connection with this joy-filled loving magenta pixie and was thrilled when she agreed to come on Why We Are Here. Today, she'll share with us her and the nine's take on Why We Are Here along with other topics of interest, including ascension, nature, uh, peace, joyful living, nutrition, and the cosmos. Nine is my number and a resonance I have always been at home with, so I'm intrigued by what Magenta Pixie and the Nine will share with us today. So turn up the volume, lean in to listen closely, for we are about to take a magnificent leap and a dynamic frequency shift of awareness with Magenta Pixie and the White Wing Collective Consciousness of Nine. Hello, Magenta Pixie. Hello, Sharon. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. So pleased to be on your show. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, we are overjoyed. I'm, I'm so excited to have you here with us. And for those who, even though I you know, had an explanation here, for those who are not familiar with exactly who you are and your relationship with the Nine, could you break it down for us? Are, are they angels? Well, yes, uh, they are. But they are so much more than that. They are, they are so many things and they are um, a construct, an aspect of myself that each and every one of us have. 
So um, really it's about the subconscious mind communicating with the conscious mind, which many people have to go into a trance to experience, perhaps through deep meditation or hypnosis. And it's about learning to take yourself into that trance state while you're fully awake and not in a trance at all and allowing the subconscious mind and the conscious mind to communicate and the subconscious mind communicates with the conscious mind through symbolism and metaphor and picture and one of the ways that the subconscious mind can externalize itself is through presenting as a a humanoid form or as a being or as an angel so um, you can have that communication and that angel is a being in itself, it is a, it is an angel. It is a consciousness in its own right. And it is also an extension of my mind and of your mind and of everybody's mind. So it's just a way of communicating with self and all that that means. So yes, in answer to your question, they are angels. Now, where did the name Magenta Pixie come from? Did they give that to you or because Petra, you have such a beautiful name. Your name is Petra as well. That's your birth yes. name. Tell- my name is Petra. Yes, that's the name my my mother and father gave me. So, and I, I love I love my name. It wasn't anything to do with uh, not wanting my name. Um, when I first started to bring my channeled messages forward after the nine, that aspect of myself had communicated with me to go public, and I discovered YouTube. I was releasing uh, videos originally on YouTube, so I created my own YouTube account, and obviously it said what's your username? And so I quickly thought I hadn't thought of anything. I hadn't, I hadn't sat there for days trying to work out a name. I just thought, okay, okay, what's my YouTube username? And Pixie is so very close to my heart because when I was a child, this aspect of myself, this subconscious, superconsciousness aspect of myself personified as pixies and fairies. And so that was close to me. And it was like the pixies that I was communicating with, although I was going to present my work at that time as if it were a letter to me. Lots of people say, who is Dear Pixie? As many of my videos begin with Dear Pixie. Well, I'm the Pixie and it's the nine talking to me. That's how I presented it. So the Pixie had to be in there. And then magenta was a color, a vibration or a ray that I was working with in meditation. Only the day before I'd been working with the magenta ray and it felt like me at the time. Of course, it's everyone and uh, very much it's the feminine energy, the magenta ray. So that's where I got Magenta Pixie and just briefly came to me so quickly and created the name as a YouTube username. I didn't think for a minute at that time that I would become quite well known. I might have taken more time (laughs) in thinking of my name if I had, because obviously, you know, some people say to me, oh, Magenta Pixie, that's really sweet. And other people say, why are you called that? You know, why is your name Magenta Pixie? And so I might have thought a bit harder, but, you know, these things are meant to be. So Magenta Pixie, that's who I am, and that's my YouTube username, and it's now become my work name, and it's now become my magical name as well. Well, we're to keep, I think we're to keep a child's heart, and so maybe they're a little stuffy when they're asking you about the name. They, they yeah. <laughs> You know, they kind of need to loosen up. Now, you mentioned fairies, and um, as a child, were you in areas where you were around wooded areas or flowers and things where you could, was that the first maybe the beginning of you becoming a communicator when you were a child? 
Yes, I lived in a big house in London and I, we had a massive, massive garden. And at the end, there was like a wild area of garden. And I would go and sit down at the bottom of the garden and there was like weeds and flowers and all sorts. But how that kind of first came about, it wasn't really me discovering the fairies as such. It was more me discovering through fiction. I was a great reader of Enie Blyton. And it was about the time I read my first book of Enie Blyton's and many of her books if any if anyone out there listening has read Enie Blyton they'll, they'll know what I mean she's she's was a most prolific writer and she wrote so many children's fairy stories and fantasy stories about fairies and pixies at that time just before I'd started reading my first book um I used to tell myself stories before I could even really read a book myself. I was only about seven, I think. I could read, but I hadn't started reading full books, only smaller books. I hadn't read a full novel at that time. Um, and I used to tell myself stories when I was bored. And I remember in the middle of this moment once, while I was telling myself a story, I just stopped and I looked at my glass and um, I tried to move it with my mind and I just focused so hard on this glass and tried to move it. And as I said, I was only just seven. And I remember thinking, why can't I move this glass? I used to be able to do it. I know I did. Somewhere, somewhere, I used to be able to move things with my mind. Why can't I do it? And mm -hmm. I remember speaking to my mother and I was so frustrated and a upset I can't move this glass with my mind and I used to be able to do it and she said oh that's telekinesis you're talking about and she presented me very shortly after with my first Enid Blyton book because I think she saw me as being very mm -hmm. imaginative you know and perhaps fairy stories were a good thing for me well of course they were and after reading the first fairy story and as soon as I read about fairies and pixies and gnomes I knew they were real I knew that Enie Blyton wasn't just a storyteller. I knew she was telling the truth about worlds that existed at the age of seven. Yes. And I wanted to find those worlds. So that's when I used to go and sit at the bottom of the garden. And I could feel them, but I couldn't see them. Because obviously at that time, I was expecting to see little beings with wings. And yes. although I felt them, I didn't see them. And I used to say to them, please show yourself to me. And I would hear them in my mind whisper back one day one day so it's kind of like i always knew i'd be communicating with that realm right from the age of seven yes we have in the future uh tori Allah. she's coming on the show and she works with children that are intuitives uh that are psychics and um I, it would be wonderful if parents could have their children listening to this show because in just hearing you talk about your childhood there are many many people out there that um, can remember probably even from what you're talking about things that happened in their childhood because I can do the same. Now your brother uh, helped prepare you for the work that you're doing now. I'd mentioned 1993 is when uh, you began to work with the nine. Talk about your brother and and um, the realization of you doing your, your life service work to others when that came into being. Well at that time uh, my brother had researched all sorts of aspects of spirituality and religion and Buddhism and psychic and spiritual work. I didn't know because at that time, I guess I just thought of him as my younger brother and I didn't really listen to him in any serious way. Uh, and I kind of parted ways with him at that time. Didn't see him that often. And I was um, quite troubled at one point. And I remember sitting... Um, outside in the road, just sort of staring at the floor. 
and there was a pub behind me and my brother had just done a gig he's a singer and he just um he was the lead singer of this band and someone saw me and they went in and said your sister's sitting outside in the road just staring into space staring at the, at the road just sat on the pavement this is like midnight i think <laughs> and so he came and sat next to me and um asked me what was wrong and uh you know, I said, you wouldn't believe me if I told you I've got all sorts of things going on. And he said, try me. So I tried to explain this psychic awakening that I was going through, which wasn't pleasant. It was actually um, troubling and a bit confusing. Well, very confusing. I mean, this is the way at first, or certainly mm -hmm. was with me. And then he, he said to me, you know, um, just go home and, and sit down and ask if there's something out there that wants to communicate with you, just ask. Just, you know, center yourself. This is something that's meant to happen. And I remember thinking, how do you know all about this? And he said, I've been trying to tell you for like several years that I've studied this and this and this and you, you haven't listened. And he said, this is a good thing that's happened to you. Don't be troubled. And what actually happened was I did go home. I took his advice because I just knew on some level that he was talking truth he was speaking truth and I sat down and said if there's anything out there that wants to come through and talk to me I'm ready and literally the next day I was living in this little flat at the time the next day my landlady came down and said the bigger flat next door it's got two bedrooms is available I'm going to offer it to you first before I put it on the market you know do you want it I thought wow yes but she said you need a flatmate and uh, I thought, right, who am I going to ask? And I went round to see my mother that day, and my brother was there, and he just said, oh, you know, I'd really like to sort of leave home and mm -hmm. get my own place. And I said, don't suppose you'd want to live with me, would you? And he's like, my goodness, I never thought of that. And I said, well, no, neither did I, but... And I explained. So anyway, to cut a long story short, he said yes. We rented the flat together, and then we worked together as spiritual... Um, as a spiritual partnership. I didn't know that was happening at the time, but I now know through many conversations with the nine that people work together in spiritual partnerships, often a man and a woman or a male and female energy, uh, as you are training and awakening. Um, all these shamanic um, experiences that have taken place for so many years, all these magical experiences that have taken place for so many years are available to us in Western society. We don't need to go to the Amazon or the Himalayan mountains or, or, or to Glastonbury. We don't need to go to these places. We can be in our normal everyday life in a flat or in a house or in the pub or in the cinema because spirituality is everywhere. So my brother and I, without really planning it, we, we entered into a wonderful partnership and we rented this flat for six months and we had the most amazing experiences. And it was at that time that I started to, uh, channel if you like although I don't necessarily feel that the word channel is um, always helpful because sometimes people can be a bit turned off by that and think oh you know that's a bit new age for me and channeling is just one word to explain what's happening but at that time that's how I knew it that's how I recognized it so okay. through meditation I made this connection with this what I thought at the time was being outside of me and then he taught me and then evolved into the nine and he taught me everything that I now 
Mm-hmm. No. Well, <laughs> so that's how, how it happened. And my brother was really like the focus for me. He was like the male focus. And I was that sort of female energy that was raising up and channeling and awakening. And he was like my teacher at that time. So um, I'm very thankful to him for that moment in my life. And I've since had past life memories. And I know that I've been with my brother in other lifetimes as well. Many of us incarnate in soul groups. It's not always our brother or our sister. It can be our, our, our husband, our children, our friends. All of us will know someone in our life that we have shared other experiences with in other realities before and we'll feel this inside. So you do think that more of us will be uh, waking up and opening to greater senses. Let's talk about the brain for a minute before we go to break and, and how we use a certain percentage of capacity and so forth, the waking up. Okay. Well, obviously, I'm I'm no neuroscientist or biologist or, or you know, I ha- I'm not particularly very good at science and I didn't do well at school. I only know what these um, energies, these beings have taught me. And what they've said to me is that, um, you know, many of us are told throughout our lives that we only use 10% of our brain capacity. And if we believe that, if we hear a scientist or a teacher or a professor or we read this somewhere and we believe it to be true because we feel we don't know any different and we don't know any better, then we can create this to be true and we can limit ourselves and we can sit there and think, yeah, I only use 10% of my brain. That's the way it works. And these beings, this aspect of myself that I call the nine, they tell me that this is not the case. This is a limitation and that it's perfectly possible and not just possible, but absolutely probable that human beings can use 100% of their brain capacity. It doesn't necessarily get switched on immediately. It is a state of growth. It's a state of evolution, and we are currently in a rapid evolutionary moment where our evolutionary growth as as humanity is moving in a rapid sense. If we were to look at that from an overview, we would see great growth, and that growth is within the consciousness, our wisdom, our brain capacity, and how we use our brain. That's where our growth is right now. And yes, there's a huge awakening going on, and many, many, many people are feeling this and living this all the time right now, and this is set to increase, and it's happening every day. Uh, What can you and the Nine say on some of the things that we can do to live a more expansive life, uh, Magenta Pixie? Okay, well... I work uh, holistically. The nine have taught me to work holistically. So we would be looking at the way that we think, the way that we talk, the food that we eat, the people that we embrace and associate with, the words we speak, the actions we take, and the emotions that we feel. So it's everything. And there are many, many tools available to help us with this. You know, there's meditation, there's um, bodily movements such as Tai Chi and other martial arts and yoga. Uh, There are many healing modalities to help us. Um, EFT and TFT, thought field therapy, deep counseling, hypnotherapy. Um, So we follow our hearts and remain within integrity, doing what feels right. And there's an easy way to find out what feels right. For example, if I said to you to say, my name is Sharon, your name is Sharon. So when you say my name is Sharon, it will feel centered. It will feel right. 
And this is about you tuning into the energy of truth and how it resonates with your body. But if I said to you, say, my name is Maria, mm-hmm. um, and you said, my name is Maria, I mean, you might actually come up with something on some level where your name is Maria, but I'm actually talking on a really physical mm-hmm. level. Say I said to you, say my name is David. That's probably not going to resonate with you <laughs> in this lifetime. And you said my name is David. It, it'll feel off. It'll feel like it doesn't fit. It might make you laugh or it might feel weird, but it certainly doesn't feel centered. And so really it's the same with everything. You know, does this thought feel centered? Does this activity feel centered? Does this food I'm about to eat feel centered? You know, does this event that I've been invited to feel centered? Does it feel right? A lot of us have lost that intuition and the ability to feel. Yes. To really feel. And that's that's how to do it. And as I said, anyone can do it. When it comes to thoughts, there is a really good technique to move into expansion, multidimensionality, the nine call this. I don't know if you've read that book, 1984, mm. but in that book, he talks about um, doublethink and there's the um, thought police. And if you're found in doublethink, you'll be in trouble by the thought police. And that's really... Um, you have to subscribe to either one viewpoint or another viewpoint that is seemingly opposing to that. Mm-hmm. But double think in this book is you subscribing to both viewpoints. And if the thought police find out you're doing that, then, you know, you're taken away and, and whatever happens in the story. And really what I'm getting at here is expansion of mind. And this really occurs biologically within the brain, creating new synapses to wake up. Moving into multidimensionality is embracing concepts that you would have previously seen as opposing. And if you can find any perspective where that might be true on some level and you can embrace the opposing viewpoint, then you open up and you open up and you open up and you expand and you expand and you expand. And as you expand in your thought processes, then you expand in your feeling and your emotion and in your behavior and in your higher connection and in your wisdom. You expand it in all levels. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Well, we have to take a short break for commercial, but we'll be right back to share more from my insightful guest, Magenta Pixie and the Nine. Please don't go away. Stay tuned for more. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Wouldn't you love to experience formidable, personal, transformational changes to highly benefit your life and those around you? Do you want to eradicate anything holding you back from living with focused clarity in a harmonious lifestyle of the highest of intent, vitality, and abundant well-being? Empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington is here to assist you in the revolution of your evolutionary self. In these unpredictable times, it is important to connect with one's own pure inner power base of expansive creativity heightened intuition and radiant fulfillment to contact visionary sharon rose washington for information or to make an appointment call 323-960-5167 or email sharon at whywearehere.info for a free introductory consultation for immediate empowerment coaching and energetic transformational healing services please call 866-231-HEAL that's 866-231-HEAL It's time to celebrate the joyful life of the authentic origin you were meant to live. 
Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Why We Are Here with visionary host Sharon Rose Washington. I'm Magenta Pixie. Sharon may be reached for comments or questions at Sharon at whyweareherein.info and for immediate empowerment coaching and healing, 866-231-HEAL. And welcome back to Why We Are Here. We are with the lovely Magenta Pixie and the Nine. Magenta Pixie, I wanted to know something about what's going on with, with earth changes, uh, such as the weather and so forth. Could we talk about, about what's going on? Yes, absolutely. Um, the information I have from the Nine, there are many reasons why there are so many uh, different weather patterns. We have, I mean, again, I would need to have sort of knowledge of physics here to explain this in the most uh, correct way. But what I get from the Nine is that um, the vibration of this planet is raising. It's, it's, it's getting higher and higher. And I think you can explain this uh, through science. Um, the Schumann resonance is sort of raising, and I think that's actually a, a proven uh, fact. But anyway, the nine tell me about the rays in frequency, the rays in light, the rays in vibration, and this is causing um, shifts uh, on our planet in different ways. And one of the ways that's affected is, is the weather. Um, I also am aware that there are certain technologies available um, that can create weather changes. And it may be that at some point, those technologies are used. I don't look sort of too deeply into that, but I'm aware of it. But a lot of this is organic as well. Now, looking deeper into what this means, rather than perhaps just looking at a, a spiritual message or even at the science, it's very much related to us. You know, we as humans are at one with this planet. And so everything we do creates um, shifts on the planet. So we can actually link in with the weather and control it ourselves. I know there are certain technologies or machines or, or some kind of energy systems that can change weather. We can do this also. You know, there are people out there that can magically commune with the elements and, and create rain or, or create sun and, and, and change weather. And this is done by our consciousness. So if you look at the consciousness of humanity as a whole, there is a lot of change right now. As I said, there's this rapid evolution, lots of shifting and lots of people waking up and lots of chaos as well. And all this is reflected in our weather patterns. Mm -hmm. And when we become conscious of this, we can, we can link into it and do something about it. There are large groups, and I know that these groups, when it comes to the entire planet, are in the minority, but because their mindset is so expansive, they move outwards and sort of control uh, the reality for Earth, if you like. There are large groups of individuals that do this consciously. The nine call them grid workers. I haven't actually met anyone, but the nine have told me that there are individuals out there that may never ever go public with what they're doing. They're very quiet about what they do. They, they may or they may not, but they just silently and quietly work with the grid and work with weather. So this is all very much part of this awakening and this shift yes. and it's nothing to be afraid of at all it's it's a natural 
process. All planets go through this process, and Earth is just one of um, an infinite number of, of, you know, celestial bodies that go through this process. Yes. It's a normal, natural, organic evolution. Yes, and I like to say, I always like to say it's the good that holds everything together. And there are people, even prayer circles and people that get together on the planet and, and just do good things and speak good words. Because you mentioned very simply, it's how you think and what you say and, and your intent. Uh, let's talk about crystals. I work with crystals in my empowerment work. Um, what, what is you and the nine, what does the nine have to say about crystals on the planet? Well, what they tell me is that um, crystals are living entities. They are living consciousness structures within the mineral kingdom. And they, they respond to matching frequency. So, for example, if there is a shop and there are several crystals in there, they will... Well, because there there's so many of them, they won't... Okay, I'll use a different metaphor. That's that's not going to work. Okay, say there's a shop with one crystal in it, not a group of them. That crystal will lie dormant, just like a rock. And when someone or some energy, something, it doesn't have to be a person, but say it's a human being, walks into the shop that resonates with crystals, that crystal becomes activated and so does the person or the human being. And then that crystal becomes a living um, consciousness. It's like a little mini computer and it holds information. It can be like a blank slate and you can put information into it just like a computer or it can be holding information that you can access out of it so you can use your crystals for passing information for example if i couldn't get hold of you by phone or by skype and i wanted to send you a message and you were uh, activated within this energy and so was i i could get a crystal i could place a message and it wouldn't necessarily be words it would be a feeling or a vibration and i could send you the crystal and you could unwrap the crystal and feel it and pick up that message so it can hold uh, telepathy and it can be also used for healing and different crystals work for different um, types of healing different ailments so it can be physical ailments or it can be uh, to do with the emotional body the psychological body or about spiritual awakening for example if you wanted to move into what I do as in higher connection channeling mind expansion communicating with that aspect of self then you would use um, clear quartz uh, that this acts as an amplifier it's like putting a booster signal on your tv set and shooting the the um the waves the radio waves up much higher to make a cleaner connection right having having said that we all have crystals inside our bodies it's like our dna is made or is moving into a structure that's very similar to the structure of the crystal in the way that the crystal can hold energy and hold vibration like a computer we've got something similar within our cells so we don't have to use crystals because when we activate and when we wake up and we start to think this way this this sort of crystalline structure starts to activate in our body anyway. So we're a crystal ourselves. We can do what crystals do. But crystals are tools to aid us. And they're beautiful, loving beings. And a great way to explain this to perhaps children, and I do this with my grandchildren, I say this crystal has a fairy inside it. Every crystal, there's a fairy that lives in every crystal. And it's not necessarily just a cute, sweet thing to say to your grandchildren or your children. It's true on the level that they can grasp at their young age that's 
where they would link to the elemental kingdom like I did. So you could keep children aware by buying them crystals, telling them there's a fairy in there. They don't necessarily have to see the fairy, but they can hold the crystal and they can feel the vibration. And some of the children today are amazing and they resonate so strongly with these crystals. They don't need to go to classes to learn about crystals or go on courses or read books. They'll just pick up a crystal and know exactly what it's there to do and what it can do and how it can help them and how it can help others. They are fantastic, fantastic um, consciousness structures and so much more than pretty little rocks. <laughs> yes, and, and the children are in tune with the technology and our computers and technology, they use crystals. So uh, I agree with you that the children are in tune and they're able to um, utilize a lot of the things that, uh, that we're seeing in technology. Absolutely, yes, yes. Now, let's talk about dreams. Um, uh, Do you have vivid dreams? (laughs) Well, yes. um, On one level, um, I dream, just like everybody else. On another level, the nine is saying to me that I'm not dreaming anymore in Mm. the way that I did. And I know that there are people out there that are experiencing this as well. So there are so many levels to dreams, just like there are so many levels to our waking state. So dreams are, on one level, a time when the body can rest and rejuvenate and the subconscious mind comes to the fore. The the conscious mind takes a back seat and the subconscious mind can have all sorts of um, meaningful symbols show themselves as the subconscious mind communicates with the conscious mind through symbolism and picture and uh, and metaphor. So that's, that's what the dream is. But then the levels to the dreams can expand as we do and whatever we're doing in the um whatever we're doing in the waking state we can do in the dream state so for example we can be learning something while we're awake we might be necessarily reading a book or following someone or even doing our own channeling or our own wisdom when we go to sleep and go into the dream world it's a continuation of that it's like the dream state and the waking state become one they are no different when you become an expanded thinker they're just two sides of the same coin and you learn to utilize the waking state and the dream state as one um so dreams then become times to leave the body visit other dimensions commune with other beings heal other individuals heal other planets and What that means on a biological level is it is the time when we can use that brain expansion. So everything we've learned in the day will trigger that expansion and the awakening of these new parts of the brain, these new synapses. So we're expanding more and more of our brain. The nine call this moving into a theta brainwave state, but they say to me, this is beyond the theta. And then they say to me, way beyond the theta. And that is the 100% um, using of the brain. So dreams are a major tool into this expansion. And we can use dreams on many levels for clairvoyance, for working out our own issues, for past life memory, for healing, for everything, you know. So dreams are, um, 
it's not just about oh when you go to sleep you have um, some images and it's just a dream it's it's so not that and neither is it the other way around where the dream world is more real and the waking world isn't i know some people can get so caught up in dream work and astral projection and spirituality that they don't want to be in the waking world anymore all they want to do is be asleep and be in an altered state of consciousness and be in meditation or in hypnosis and they don't want to be in the waking state that's just as unbalanced lovely as it is and i can understand the temptation there if you do that, then you can't get back into the real world to do the work you're here to do. It's, it's about embracing the waking state and the dream state and the spirituality and the real world focus all equally and loving all of it. What does the nine say about, uh, I'm going to ask about three things, gratitude, generosity, and forgiveness. So first, gratitude. Okay, well, gratitude, it's, um, it's a vibration. When you feel gratitude, this is a beautiful, thankful vibration. And you are giving thanks for all that you have and all that you are. When you move into gratitude, this keys you in to experiencing more to be thankful for. So the more you give gratitude, the more you draw into your life experiences to be thankful for. So gratitude is a major key. It's a key to a stargate, the nine would say, which, as I've said, is a metaphor. Um, gratitude itself is a stargate because it is a higher vibrational state. It is a higher vibrational consciousness. But ultimately, it keys you in to drawing experiences into your life to be thankful for. When you say Stargate, for some people out there that may not uh, understand that, can you explain when you say gratitude's a Stargate, please? Yeah. Do you know, I don't even know what the Stargate is fully myself. What happens with me when I get the information from the nine, it's like they, as in this aspect of myself or these beings, the nine, are one step ahead of me. So they teach me and then I have to process it. And this is how it works with all of us. The wisdom comes in and we can call this downloads or uploads, depending on perspective. And then we have to process it and work out what it means. So Stargate is exactly what it says. It is a cosmic gateway, and it's real. It's, it, although it's a metaphor, Beautiful. it's real. You know, we are going through a Stargate. We're going through a metaphor. A Stargate being a key into another dimension. But you can draw that right down into the physical realm, and that is um, an emotion that will create a response within us. And that response within us is so positive that it increases the probability of more positive experiences that match that. So you can look at this in so many ways. So Stargate can simply just be um, a positive emotion, um, an awakening, but it's also a doorway to another dimension. And when you wake up, up to this you see all the realms at the same time you're in real world and you know that gratitude is a, is a is a beautiful feeling and you experience it and you consciously feel it but you also know that it's opened up a doorway and you can actually see the dimension you can see the colors you can see this vortex feel yourself shoot through it see beings in there communicate with them and what is all that that's the brain that's the brain 
waking up, just as I've been saying, and opening up the synapses and using far, far more than 10%, getting to the 100% and going into way beyond the theta. This is you becoming a genius. And when I say genius, you know, we all have this feeling of, oh my goodness me, a genius. That's like Einstein. It's way beyond our reach. And I'm not even going to think of myself as a genius because people think I'm, I'm big-headed or um, that I've got too much of an ego. And a genius is simply a word to explain the natural state of the human being. That's all it is. Of course, the natural state is to be a human, is to be a genius. It's to live within your fullest potential. Yes. And why shouldn't you have that? Because you are a beautiful human being. Everybody is a beautiful human being. All they need to do is realize this and then this will start to happen for them. They will become geniuses and as long as they stay in humility and understand that this is a normal, natural, organic process, it isn't anything weird, crazy and way out and, and, and bizarre and it isn't anything to be egotistical about because it's very easy to go into, oh, I've awakened and I know so much more than everybody else, so I am this godlike being and these people are nothing. When you stay in humility, just as you are, just as you always have been, and you realize that you can be a sovereign being and you can reach your full potential. And it's simply about this expansion that I'm talking about. And whether you want to do it through science, through spirituality, whether it's new age, religion, meditation, it doesn't matter which way you do it. The point is that you do it and it makes you happy. It makes you healthy. It makes you enjoy your life. It makes this experience here on earth a wonderful experience. And when you get to that place, then all you want to do is help others and know that they too can feel it because eventually everyone on this planet will be this way. That's where we are going. Yes. We will all be geniuses and we will all be using 100% of our brains. And when that happens, wow, that's all I can say. You will not believe what humans are capable of doing when they connect together, all expanded, all awakened, the ability that they have is just infinite. Uh, just before we go to break, we'd have like maybe a minute. I want you to touch upon generosity, what that means for us to do and be, and forgiveness. Okay. Well, generosity is the service to others frequency. It is being generous. It is being caring. It's not holding everything to yourself, whether it's money or whether it's knowledge or whatever it may be. It's, it's sharing it. It's being generous with everything you have. So if it's knowledge, you teach it to others. If it's healing, you heal others. If it's money, you share it with others in whatever way you can in this world. Uh, again, it's a stargate because it's a higher dimensional um, frequency to be in. Your emotions are frequencies and you live within them. They're dimensions. So generosity and gratitude are dimensions. They're frequencies. But forgiveness has to be probably one of the highest because um, with forgiveness comes compassion as well, which is also way up there. Forgiveness is something that humans within a, um, a practical reality third dimensional experience find difficult especially when it's forgiveness of self when you do learn to forgive it's such an amazing feeling because when you're in a state of um not forgiving the only person that is holding on to that 
pain and that suffering and that trauma and that dark energy is you. It's not the person that you're not forgiving or the experience that you're not forgiving. It's you. Yeah. And this could be you know, a person you know, it can be a, a family member, or it can be a group of individuals that you've never even met. It can be um, the government. It can be you know the music industry. It can be wherever you want to place your anger. If you aren't forgiving, you're the one that's holding on to that trauma. And this, if you hold on to it, it will create issues. There will be consequences and they can be physical forgiveness is a, is a key a stargate into freedom because you free yourself from the trauma and from the anger and therefore you heal yourself as well so forgiveness is just wonderful but i will say i know it is not easy and i will say that anyone intending to forgive don't force yourself to forgive overnight let yourself take time. If your aim is to forgive eventually, then that's great because you're there. Mm -hmm. If it's going to take you time because it's something that's very difficult for you, then there's no judgment in that. Just work with it. And when you get there, when you finally forgive, you will be the one to experience the release and the stargate into higher consciousness. And that's what forgiveness is. It's a key into higher consciousness. But it's not an easy one, I, I know. Beautiful. We could actually probably do a whole show on forgiveness, but we're going to take yes. a quick, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. And in the meantime, you may find me on Twitter at Sharon Isis Rose or email Sharon at whywearehere.info. If you have any questions for our guests today, Magenta Pixie and the Nine, just send them and we'll be right back after the following announcement. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Wouldn't you love to experience formidable, personal, transformational changes to highly benefit your life and those around you? Do you want to eradicate anything holding you back from living with focused clarity in a harmonious lifestyle of the highest of intent, vitality, and abundant well-being? Empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington is here to assist you in the revolution of your evolutionary self. In these unpredictable times, it is important to connect with one's own pure inner power base of expansive creativity heightened intuition, and radiant fulfillment. To contact visionary Sharon Rose Washington for information or to make an appointment, call 323-960-5167 or email Sharon at whywearehere.info for a free introductory consultation. For immediate empowerment coaching and energetic transformational healing services, please call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. It's time to celebrate the joyful life of the authentic origin you were meant to live. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Why We Are Here with visionary host Sharon Rose Washington. I'm Magenta Pixie. Sharon may be reached for comments or questions at Sharon at whywearehere.info and for immediate empowerment coaching and healing, 866-231-HEAL. Hello, welcome back, and I'm here with my luminary guest, Magenta Pixie and the Nine. Uh, Magenta Pixie, what is your take? What is the Nine's take on why we are here? 
Wow, that's a great question. The nine always say to me that it's not the answers that are important, but it's the questions that you ask. And that's a wonderful question. Why we are here, I could talk about that for hours, but I'll be as brief as I can. Um, ultimately, it is there is there are several levels to the mission and there is one mission that we all share and that is to um, gather experience and send that experience back to source because source is ever growing ever pulsating and accumulating knowledge in one moment um, there is no time in in that place so it's all already happened but we are here to send experience back to source. There are other levels to this. Many of us are here to aid in this whole shift with this planet and raise the vibration of Earth. Anyone who um, is waking up to this will have this feeling of needing to be in service in some way to nature and to the planet, to others, to be in a state of love. So we're here. But we're also here um, as an individual journey for our soul and our soul leaves source and then takes a journey to individualize. Um, so source is a new source coming from oneness and it journeys through many lifetimes to individualize and retain memory. And the goal of individualization of soul is to retain the memory of source within the physical body. So that's another reason why we're here. It's to remember that we are source or we are the creator. We are all that is. We are the supreme being or God whichever word you want to give it it's it's remembering it's to retain memory in an individualized state and that's what's happening now on this planet that's what all this sort of raising in frequency is about so many answers to that okay so. let, let me get some questions in we've got some people that sent uh through the email sharing at why we're here dot info we have marielle from santa monica california and if you can just try to answer briefly because we've got several questions uh what she wants to know about angels and guides and what's the best way to communicate with them and can they be a loved one who's passed on Oh, yes, can be a loved one that's passed on. And the consciousness of the loved one that's passed on resides in what the nine call the fourth dimension. Angels and guides are the higher consciousness and reside in the fifth, sixth and beyond dimensions. Best way to communicate meditation is a wonderful, wonderful tool to do this. Um, there are other techniques. It is really about understanding that your imagination is not just an imagination to be dismissed. It's not just something to say, oh, that's just my imagination. Listen to your imagination. Look at the inner worlds. Experience the beings that come to you. Call upon them and play with them as if you were a child. That's another technique. Call upon a little fairy. Let that little fairy stand next to you. Visualize it and then have a communication with it as if it were a game and let that grow, and you'll be surprised where that takes you. But meditation is a wonderful tool as well. Okay. I could say so much about that. And um, I do have some meditations on my website that key you into this. The, one, the meditation you'd be looking for is called Gateways Within, and it helps you to key into um, that small fairy and link into that aspect of consciousness so that you can communicate with angels and guides and loved ones that have passed on as well. Okay, beautiful. Thank you, Marielle, for that question. Uh, we have Tony from Boston, Massachusetts. He says, are we in the judgment days? What does the nine say about that? 
Well, yes, we are, but it's, it's kind of not really like a judgment. The judgment was the translation at the time whenever, whenever Judgment Days was written. That was the most correct translation at that time that um, the wise ones within humanity understood. It's not about judgment. Judgment has a different connotation now. But yes, we are. But as I said, it's not about judgment. The only judge is ourself and the only person. And we judgment is something we're moving away from and learning to integrate within our lives. It kind of comes with forgiveness. I could talk more about that. But as we've got more questions, I'll be brief. The answer is yes, we are. We only have time for I've got so many, but we only have time for one more and brief answer. Uh, Susan from Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. She wants to know how to protect oneself from programming and false information quickly. Great question and so, so important. Um, I do have a video that talks about how to do this on my YouTube channel. Um, you can use crystals. The, the very protective one would be uh, rose quartz. You can use organite. You can call upon an entity that is um, known for protection, such as Archangel Michael. It's about working with your boundaries and being strong. It's about being in control of your psychic world and your imaginative world, as well as your waking state. And um, as I said, I... There's so much I could say about that, but I do have some videos on my YouTube channel. And one that you'd be looking at specifically would be called, the video is called Bypassing Copycat Mind Waves. So that's um, technology or, you know, thoughts from others coming in and you bypassing that in a protective state. Hypnosis will give you that protection. It's just about communicating with the subconscious mind and being in control and only allowing what you want into your inner space and into your mind and into your body only allowing what you want in and protecting yourself but it's not it's not really something i can answer in a brief moment (laughs) organite organite crystals wonderful beautiful we're we're gonna have you back on but before you go i'm in love with the matrix movies and i have a question i have a question i ask all of my guests do you take the red pill or the blue pill? <laughs> okay, well, um, I love the Matrix film. It, it, it's, it it's the red pill you take to go down the rabbit hole, isn't it? And the blue pill to just wake up, or have I got the other way around? <laughs> it's the, anyway, I would take, obviously, the one that takes you deeper into the rabbit hole. I mean, I've taken so many red pills, and you just keep <laughs> on taking them. And the rabbit hole just goes deeper and deeper and deeper, and it's wonderful. And so, yeah, absolutely. I mean, who wants to just stay in a false reality and be ignorant? I know that that has some um, appeal, uh, but if you want to do the work and the discipline and you really want to find out why you are here, which is what your show is called, you would take the red pill. Did I get the color right there? It's the red one, isn't it? <laughs> I can't remember. It's the red well, one. Well, Magenta Pixie, everyone can reach her at magentapixie.com. And it's been such an adventure, pleasure having you on Why We're Here. Thank you so much for coming on. Take care. Thank you so much. Thank you. Blessings. Bye. Bye. And now for my final thought. My guest today, Magenta Pixie, is one of the loveliest beings I've ever had the opportunity to share a moment with. When we first spoke, I knew she was a kindred spirit, a cosmic sister from a place in which we know and recognize one another with no timeline, no space, only love. She believes in and has dedicated her energy to assisting in the awakening around the globe while acting as an ascension coach and intuitive counsel. Her message, like my own, is of enlightenment, love, and joyful vitality. It's also wonderful to connect with someone in my field 
who shares the knowledge that we all have the capacity within to express as an enlightened intuitive and of a divine nature. We are all gifts and gifted, if only we seek to be all we're meant to be. I'm honored to have met her, and while in her midst, I was delighted to have been in the company of the adoring white wing collective consciousness of nine. I simply say to my friend, Magenta Pixie, and the nine, thank you. Infinite love, abundant joy, and divine light until we meet again. We all have to take a moment, pause and wonder, and pontificate on why we are here. No life is meaningless. No breath is wasted. We are all a beautiful, natural part of creation, making life happen. Until next time, please keep me in your heart, and I promise to always keep you in mine. Remember, the kingdom queendom lies within... Stay rooted in Mother Earth, lifted by Father Sky, and continue to walk side by side with the ancestors. Have an enchanting evening. I'm your host, Empowerment Coach, Sharon Rose Washington. We hope you've enjoyed listening to visionary author Sharon Rose Washington and her insightful luminary guest. Please join us for another powerfully transformative show next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on Why We Are Here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For questions, information, and appointments, Sharon can be reached at Sharon at whywearehere.info. Or for direct empowerment coaching and healing, call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.